And we're on. Hello and welcome to the Scope Creepers podcast. I'm Christian, the project manager. I'm Pedro, the developer. And today's uh, subject is uh, wishful thinking and self-deceit in projects. Mm-hmm. How do we want to define that, Pedro? Let's uh, let's define that within the context of a, a developer and a, and, a, and a project manager, so we don't disperse too much. Um, yes. Wishful thinking as a developer. Um, that's a hard one, actually. Um, uh, um, it's also an opinionated one. Um, it's go ahead. Well, we are we are opinionated on this podcast, anyway. Yes, we, I think we 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 we've gained that right. Um, so wishful wishful thinking. I, I see it um, as um, uh, the desire to apply a certain. It could be a feature or a technology or a process. Um, I don't actually connect it directly to the product. Um, uh, maybe a feature would, yeah, would would fall into that category, but I don't entirely think about wishful thinking as a developer in terms of relating to the product. So you're saying something like, uh, I want to build this product with Angular, not because Angular is the right solution, but because I think it's cool and it would be nice to work with it. Um, kind of. I would always think holistically right does this framework uh would make sense in this product but but yeah in in terms of technology there's a lot of wishful thinking yeah definitely there's uh, uh just to give an example i would like to experiment on a technology that was that is i don't know new and i would like to test something uh with it um that's as i see it wishful thinking yeah i mean from a project manager perspective mm-hmm. it's always well about the three corners of the project triangle right the the time you're spending the resources you're spending and the and the delivery and i think that very often uh, we make um, arbitrary estimates before we actually know enough so uh, and sometimes like trying to negotiate estimates is a huge sin in my mind and that means that we end up creating well basically bullshit uh, estimation uh, with with no real connection to to reality, I think that's wishful thinking. Saying that, uh, yeah, maybe if we just have a can-do attitude and think positive and and put the yes hat on, we can do this. And fifty percent of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's wishful thinking. Thinking that um, some technological sol- solutions are possible, even when they are not. I mean, in in some ways, I think we have become spoiled with software thinking that anything can be done and anything is possible and all automation is achievable uh, within a reasonable amount of time and with a reasonable amount of resources right Uh, i think that's also a a huge problem and it affects project scope i've seen that a lot of times Mm -hmm. people dreaming that we can have technology fixing a certain thing and it's just a matter of specifying it then it will happen magically Right, I think there's this um, there's a constant battle battle between um, nice to haves and need to haves, and I guess nice to haves is basically wishful thinking, right? Um, uh, depends on the project, of course, and it depends on the product. Um, but in the end of the day, it's uh, if you if you have deadlines to meet and uh, yeah, you know, products to ship, um, you need to be somewhat pragmatic on what do you want to. What what you can develop within that time, and what would you like to develop? Because there is 
two very distinct things at the same time. Um, yeah, you, you know the the project triangle joke that says you can get it good, cheap, or fast. You can pick two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can um, have it good and fast, or good and cheap, but not good, cheap, and fast at the same time. And um, self deceit. That's um, yeah. I guess this is entailed on what what was said before. Um, if I would not, if if I would have to categorize self deceit. Um, it's also a hard one. I mean, it's um, it's somehow being eluded on what can be accomplished. Um, yeah. So it's in part wishful thinking. Um, yeah, I don't see them as mutually exclusive, actually. Um, but it, but it's it's a broad term. I don't know how you see it. Well, it's it's basically the same thing. Is that you 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 know that something is well in trouble. You know that one of the factors is in the project triangle uh, are going to fail. And uh, typically it is functionality, but you are kidding yourself that I will somehow get this to work or we will somehow get this to work anyway. So what you do is you can sit down the line of sunk cost and you say, well, we put so much resources into this now that if we stop in, in our tracks and try to fix the problem, then we're going to be wasting all the resources that we already expended. And, and that locks you into a situation where you're afraid of uh, losing face, you're afraid of uh, losing more time, and you know that if you start over, then you will lose a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's um, part of it, that you would rather have a credible lie than uh, a realistic uh, truth, right? Yeah, I mean, having the awareness of self-deceit is actually a good thing, right? Um being aware that you're walking towards a wrong direction. Uh, whereas just wishful thinking, it, it it seems like you don't really know where you're going. Um, uh, it's hard to... Yeah, you can, you can be in a situation where you're like at the at the, uh, the very last legs of a project and you know, and, and everybody can see that this is not going well. It's going to be a major fuck up. Um, but you're saying, well... We might save it. Let's keep going. Um, yeah, that's kind of self deceit. Yeah. Um, was there ever a project where there was a self deceit on the fact that maybe everybody had the expectation that okay, this is actually not gonna uh, these deadlines or these features are not gonna uh, be met. So mm-hmm. uh, people were pessimistic. Was there ever a situation where people were actually pessimistic and then was there was self deceit um, uh, into uh, believing that it would fail and would end up, ended up being somewhat successful? Well, I mean, in, in many ways, sometimes I think that working with a project is like trying to catch a ferry with a truck because <laughs> if, if you have uh, if you've got a deadline and you have to reach it. Uh, then sometimes you have to start throwing things off the truck. And that means that in the end, you end up at the ferry and making it to the deadline, but you're missing half of the stuff that you wanted to bring with you just because you needed to get to the deadline fast and on time. And I think um, in in many ways, it depends on how you define success. If you define success as launching your project on time, and you can live with a reduced scope or increased cost, then, well, Bob's your uncle. But if you think that the scope is the most important thing, 
and you uh, then the deadline is not so important. So you can say to yourself that, well, the cost of delay is zero, uh, even though I'm half a year or a year late on my deliveries. At least I'm building what I wanted to build. So the project is still a success. There's also a kind of self-deceit. There's a pretty famous example about uh, with the opposite or, or maybe a mixture of what you're trying to say. Uh, you know, um, Eisenhower was asked about the invasion of, of, uh, of Europe, Operation Overlord, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not it was a success seen from a project perspective. And he said, well, it was a 50% success because... He spent uh, more resources and people than he had wanted to, and um, uh, including actually spending people. Um, and uh, it took about 50% longer than he wanted it to take. So it was a 50% success. But defined from a strategic perspective, you'd say, well, it was <laughs> still achieved the main purpose, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and that was the elimination of, of Nazi Germany. So, so you can still have a success and you can try and... It depends on how you define what success is. Yeah, so do do the ends justify the means then? (laughs) In some projects, yes. Yeah. Right? You would say that. Uh, And other projects, well, uh, the cost of having a lot of people leaving the company or or expending 50 to 100% more money that you originally expected Mm. uh, will not be worth it. It's it's, it's very much about... uh, uh, what your means, what your um, what your ends are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I totally agree. I mean, it's um, it's um, it it varies from from company to company, right? Uh, you could have. I, I don't think there's a case where you can actually have a um, a, a very broad scope and a very limited uh, amount of money to pour into that. Uh, so uh, keeping a balance between both, uh, I think even regardless of the case, having a, a decent scope that matches criteria, whether it's mean money or time criteria, I think it's probably the reasonable thing to do. Um, wishful thinking is a bit of an illusion. So um, whereas um, self-deceit is probably, it, it's, it sounds like a bit of a reality check. And I think that's, I, I see it as a good thing, actually. Um um, or not entirely bad, uh, just to say. But um, try try and look at like say let's say we believe that it's possible to make a self driving car, right? Mm. And with current technology, we we don't have that. So we define level one, two, three, four, and five of self drivingness as if they're an actual fact, and they're just a concept born in some business developer's head. That we will eventually reach a, a certain level. Of, of, of self-driving, but we're not sure about that. But we're taking this totally for granted. I don't think there's anybody listening to the podcast, this podcast that won't say, yes, of course it'll happen sooner or later. It's bound to go in that direction. The technology will progress. And progression uh, unto full automation is, is given. It's um, historical necessity. It's destiny, right? Mm. Um but I'd like to say, are we deceiving ourselves? Are we just building a, another bubble somehow? An expectation, tech expectation bubble? I think so. In many ways, there's a risk of doing that. Um, how do you how do you keep? I mean, I, I think it would be a mistake to um, be in an environment where you where where wishful thinking didn't happen. Um, wishful thinking is also 
somewhat tied to creativity, right? So how do you how do you keep the balance on not killing creativity, uh, but without uh, letting people fall into fantasy worlds? So wishful thinking in this case. That's a, that's actually the most important question, right? Because um, if you want to achieve something and build it, you need to to limit your expectations to a certain level and then start working. Hmm. Stop the uh, the the whiteboarding uh, and and the and the loud talk and start building some stuff, right? That you can actually deliver. If you if the sky is the limit, then you'll never reach your end goal. Mm-hmm. So you need to put some constraints and say, this is what I want to achieve specifically. So I think that's very important is to set some very specific goals and don't necessarily set ultimate goals and don't kid yourself that everything is revolutionary, right? Saying, okay, now we have blockchain and we can <laughs> fight against poverty and remove it in two years and create peace on earth and cure cancer <laughs> uh, with blockchain. Yeah. Um, I think such thing as some, yeah, yeah. setting up some realistic goals. I mean, some actual things that can be achieved. Uh, I think is extremely important. And I think also, yes, you should have space for dreaming. But you can recognize when something is like just uh, anybody's uh, drunk bullshit, and when something is an actual achievable goal, right? Yeah, but then I mean, how do you uh, to give an example? Think about the movie Sharknado, right? Somebody. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is probably it's outside of the scope. Uh, <laughs> but 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 keep going, keep going. I, I'm scope creeping on the scope creepers podcast. So uh, so imagine Sharknado. Um, somebody went into a meeting and said, "Hey, I have this wishful thinking of making a movie where you have tornado tornadoes with with sharks." Um, and you had a room full of people who said yes let's go with that maybe uh uh maybe yeah someone said okay probably this is not a good idea or even more than that but anyway it doesn't matter um the the gist of this is the gist of this example is to say that how do you how do you know this beforehand how how can you prevent uh, not making a mistake based on the fact that uh, everybody thought at the time that this is wishful thinking but it might be something that is actually worth it i'm not saying sharknado is worth it i'm saying that somebody had an idea that is so crazy that actually went and if you quantify it by by success by how society measures success success would be by the income that it generated right so how do you how do you avoid not uh killing an, an idea that could actually end up being a good idea profitable idea even well i i'd say that the You know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs and people who've made startups successful and also who people who've made unsuccessful startups, right? And first of all, the rate of unsuccessful to successful startups is like one to 10 or one to five. Mm-hmm. So so that means that just because you have an idea, it doesn't have, it is not necessarily a good idea, <laughs> even if you can get people persuaded that it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's one step. Another one is that... Um, It's not always about the idea. Most entrepreneurs will tell you that, well, there is a, a limited uh, supply of originality in in human space. And actually, a lot of the startups that appear uh, all address more or less the same problems, right? Uh, at the same given moment in time. So they're not that original. 
And the point is not necessarily the idea, but actually the execution of it. And that's the difficult part. Yeah. The difficult part is focusing, not necessarily getting the the brilliant um, uh, vision. Yeah, which which then again it would fall into the category of uh, just asking, is this feasible? So yeah, it makes it makes sense. Yes, and I'll be the boring guy that says mm, probably not. Yes, <laughs> but someone has to contribute with ideas. Uh, someone be, has to be the creative. I think a mixed team, the the ones who who create and the ones who bring back to life is probably the optimal uh, team um, in in some cases. I don't actually in, entirely one hundred percent agree with 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 this, but I guess in in some cases it would make sense to have to have someone who brings uh, the idea makers into reality and and. and uh, rather than having just idea makers or just idea breakers in 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 the same team, so yeah, a mixed team would probably make more sense. Right. So uh, you actually belong in the uh, <laughs> optimist camp. <laughs> I will. I, the thing is, I would never have figured that. Bit. It, it's it's the thing is like uh, recently I've stopped being afraid of being uh, openly optimist. Seriously, I I, I uh, stopped being afraid of thinking. Is is this probably wishful thinking? Because I'm I'm one hundred percent sure that life, either in the form of a person or life itself, will will bring me back to reality. So why should I limit myself and not bring an idea? Um, because if it's a bad idea, life will take care of uh, uh, killing it. So it's I will be openly the eternal optimist because i know that there will always be the eternal pessimists out there so life balances its, uh, itself so <laughs> okay and my job will be to say that you can come up with any idea and i will find you at least five reasons why it sucks that's okay at any given time. and that's okay it's not not <laughs> only okay as, as it is as it is uh very good in terms of it, it it's nice to be challenged um in a sense like oh is my idea actually bulletproof or not and then but then on the other hand Pedro when do you know how to stop I mean sometimes you have to realize the fact that I mean it's never too late to give up we are we're we're bleeding money we've been working on this for two years and sooner or later we need to say enough is enough right uh, yeah. it, it makes sense I mean I think being an optimist it doesn't mean necessarily that I'm crazy um, uh, um, it, it, I mean, I, it's, it, it's, it's okay to have your, your place in reality, right? Having a reality check, um, uh, know where you are, of course. I mean, uh, this, but, but you can still be, you can still be optimist if yeah, you have limited means or, or, or whatnot, but of course you're not going to yeah, say. Yeah, but then you start demanding things from people that are not possible and forcing them into situations where they were expecting them to have the same kind of um, enthusiasm as you do, right? Um, and then what happens to your poor development team who has to to build Pedro's crazy idea and and, and it's really not doable, right? And, uh, unless we've got two hundred people in three years. <laughs> right but the, the, that's the thing um uh being optimist is not a synonym of being crazy right um you can still aim for something um but of course you need to be realistic there's there's stuff that is just impossible i'm not gonna 
um, well, if I was in that situation, I would definitely not gonna pour into uh, pour money into some crazy feature just because I like that feature or because it's a, a blinking button or something. Um, so yeah, I think the optimists are needed. Um, I have I'm a shameless optimist, but I am or I aim to be somewhat realistic on on the on the wishful thinking. Yeah, I mean, as long as you've got enough money, it's not a problem. You can send all the rockets you want up to the uh, to the moon, and sooner or later, one of them is going to hit. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to do something within a, a limited budget and a limited time, hmm. yeah, I mean, in the end, just be aware of your constraints. Of course, uh, bring ideas, but be aware. Um, so, all right. So, uh, any, uh, I think we can wrap up. Um, do, any last words? No, it sounds very dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to... Well, well, eventually, I mean, uh, I think so many projects they they fail, yeah. and so many IT projects fail. And I think one of the reasons is that we we kid ourselves and we believe that something is doable because it's not, and because we can't achieve that, we're not we're not able to satisfy us with with second best solution and sometimes second best solution is better than no solution. Yeah. Um that's completely right. Um there's I have a couple of uh, personal projects where um I there's nobody depending on me. There's no company, there's no there's not a, a money being poured in and for mm-hmm. those kind of projects I am absolutely optimist in terms of what I want to develop. There's no limits to, I mean, if it's going to be successful, uh, well, 99.9 that it won't. But um, uh, if there's no impacts on other people, there's not a lot of impacts on 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 yeah the amount of money that you invest. Then I think it's okay to go. <laughs> um, uh, just yeah, do what. Well, it's your money. Exactly, uh, and if you. Try not to spend a lot of money on it, then even better. So if you just have fun while doing it, then, well, that's actually kind of, you get something out of it. So so your motto would be, the sky is the limit. And I'd say it's never too late to give up. <laughs> yes. So the truth is somewhere in between. Uh, and it's also probably out there. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, right. Excellent. Thank you very much, that's, Pedro. I'm going to wrap it for the day. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Yes, um, that was the uh, Skullcreepers <laughs> podcast. Uh, I was Christian, the project manager. I was Pedro, the developer. And we'll be back, but we will not promise you when, because that would actually be setting a milestone, and that is very waterfall. <laughs> See you. See you. Bye.